This is Changing the Rules, a podcast about designing the life you want to live. Hosted by Casey Dempster and Ray Lowe, the luckiest guy in the world. Good morning, everybody. This is Casey Dempster. I'm here with my co-host, Ray Lowe, and we are broadcasting from the beautiful downtown Woodbury, New Jersey studios of Wildfire Radio. Had to get that little plug in. Yeah, don't forget Taylor. Uh, With our wonderful engineer, Taylor, who's the best. He keeps us on track and everything. Makes us sound good. (laughs) But um, this is a podcast about change and transition. And, um, you know, people, they're... There are people in the world who really, really resist change. It's scary to them. Um, it makes them very uncomfortable. And we believe that if you feel that you have control over the changes, whether you initiated the change or whether somebody else initiated it for you, um, if you feel you have control, it makes it a little more smooth. It makes hopefully more successful and less scary and uncomfortable. So you might be thinking about retirement. Should I retire? retire? When should I retire? Um, Maybe you're thinking about changing jobs or you've been told you need to change your job, or you just want to jumpstart your life in a new direction because you're not happy with the way things are. That's what we're talking about is, is controlling your change. And in order to do that, you need a plan. And, um, we often talk about game plan and playbook. And, and the, the analogy is that you need a game plan for what you want to accomplish, but we also know that things happen along the way that might upset the game plan. So you need a playbook that you can go back to and, um, come up with a new, uh, strategy to put into your game plan. So, uh, just because things have always been done a certain way doesn't mean you have to keep doing them that way. And um, think about changing some rules. My turn? Your turn. Okay. Well, we're sitting here in the studio with Chris Parsons. Yes. And Mark Bernstein. Mm -hmm. And I am looking at a copy of Suburban Life magazine over here. And up in the corner, it talks about Tom Hanks being on page 49, 48. But Mark Bernstein has got the cover. We let him in my magazine. So Mark is a financial advisor. He's a person I've known for 30-plus years. Uh, he is uh, the author of a book, The Physical Therapy Solution 101, right? Mm-hmm. One point fiscal therapy. Yeah, yeah. Email physical. Well, <laughs> I, I knew you would correct this. Over here. And uh, AC was right there too. We're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, three things in here basically today. And uh, first of all, Mark's gonna talk us a little bit about his book and how it developed and why he wrote it and how he would like people to think about it and use it. Uh, and then Mark is our moneytudes expert. Uh, if you go back to our old radio. Our old television show, Mark was there with a bunch of them, and he's got a couple of those for us. And then we're really going to center into uh, how clients are thinking about retirement and what some of the barriers are here, and not particularly money here. We're mm-hmm. talking about the other things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Mark, welcome to Changing the Rules. And, and uh, I'm going to let you kind of introduce yourself here and, and start talking about your book. Sure. So the book... So like you, Ray, I'm a financial planner by background. I prefer to to refer to myself as a fiscal therapist because I think what I do, what my firm does, we go deeper to really figure out what people want. 
I don't think there's enough of that. You know, I, we've talked about this on the other show, but the, there's lots of commercials around, you know, you see the rock, I won't mention that happens to be the company I started with many years ago. I won't mention, <laughs> you know, by the way, I actually saw the rock. Right. Yeah. Right. Going through this space. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, day before right. yesterday, right. as a matter of fact, it's still there. The rock of Gibraltar. <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, and they have, uh, they still have these wonderful ads about retirement planning and they do know a couple people there that are actually financial planners, but generally they're pushing products. Mm-hmm. Generally, all the companies are pushing products. Generally, all the advisors are pushing products. And financial products are necessary to get to your goals, whether it's managed assets, whether it's you know certain kinds of retirement vehicles or insurances or stocks, bonds, mutual funds, blah, 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 blah. You need all that stuff. But it shouldn't come before the plan. It shouldn't become before what it is you're trying to accomplish. And Everyone gives lip service to that, but I don't think anyone goes nearly enough. We've had some, I won't talk about it today, but we've had some several examples of uh, client situations recently where, you know, it went in a whole different direction than anyone would have imagined because of what the client wanted. And that's what we do. And we don't talk about products till we way down the line, until, until we've really figured it out. It's like a puzzle, uh, like a puzzle, and try to put the pieces together. Try to figure out what goes where. Try to figure out what comes next, and the long-term vision. Uh, Ray, I, I start out when I talk to people with a question that you're very familiar with. If this were what's today's date, the twentieth, the seventeenth. Se- oh, seventeenth. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, we, we lost a few days. Right. So December seventeenth. If this were December seventeenth, twenty twenty-two and you're looking back over the last three years, what would have to happen, I can ask any of you this, for you to feel like professionally, personally, and financially that that was a successful three-year period in your life? And I love that question. And sometimes I love to go out 10 years, depending on who I'm speaking to, and let the conversation go where it goes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I go where it goes. Sometimes I've asked that question, and we have an hour conversation just about that. And Mm -hmm. that's good and mm-hmm. it's okay and, and it's and it's good i'd rather do that than talk about their financial instruments that's the least important thing as far as i'm concerned although it ultimately needs to be attended to so so because of that i wanted to write a book about the fact that most of the industry leads with product leads with solutions instead of really tries to figure out um, what people want and how they get there so this book is a it's called Six Steps to Personal and Business Financial Health. It's you know it's it's a it outlines a process that helps you get there. We of course advocate that you do it with a professional, that you do it with a fiscal therapist because it, you know sometimes it's hard for people to have the discipline to figure that out on their own mm-hmm. and maybe they don't have the knowledge to say then well, what how do these products fit into what it is I'm trying to do? So a guide it might be, sometimes we're a guide to people, sometimes we're a coach, sometimes we're a quarterback, depending on how much control they want, how much knowledge they have, et cetera. But the point is, have someone help you get there. And and here's some, it t- talks about some ways to identify whether you have the right person or not. And it also, um, there are pyramids. There's pictures of py- There's a picture of a pyramid that looks like um, a money pyramid on the front. And I use that because pyramids are used a lot in sales and presentations, et cetera. And the traditional financial planning pyramid 
is based on products. It's the mm-hmm. one that I saw when I first came into the business. And it starts at the bottom with cash because that's you know kind of the lowest rung and then lowest rung in terms of risk. And then you kind of go up. Sometimes it will start out with insurance because that's a protection product, but it either starts with cash or insurance. Then it goes to maybe money market accounts and it goes maybe to mutual funds and the bonds and the stocks, then to alternative investments. And I used to look at that and say, why? Why, why are we even talking about that? Because I, you know, I don't know if, if you need that stuff or don't need that stuff. So the one that I've designed over the years, and it's based on some other things that I've seen in the business, starts out with protection at the bottom rung. Mm-hmm. That's important because I, you know, I have a story about in the book about my, my father's business, and he had a fire, and that was much more devastating to him and our family than any day at the stock market could have been because it was the engine that drove everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes from protection, then savings and debt. Because debt is important too, but how much and the right kind of debt is important. Savings is obviously important. Then it goes to growth. Then it goes to income because all these other steps are to help you create assets to create income down the road. And then it goes to legacy. And since I've organized it that way and since I've been talking to people, I can't find any um, any. Uh, objectives that people have or any vision that they have in their mind that doesn't fit into one of those areas. Somebody, a younger financial advisor said, well, you don't have cash flow in there. And I said, well, obviously you have to have cash flow to drive any of this. You can't talk about any of this. But that's the only possible thing I think that's missing. Other than that, it's very comprehensive and it's a a great way to summarize everything. Well, you know, I, I think the big thing that you talk about in here which is not what you just mentioned, but but it's it's the goal setting. It's the you know how do you know how to get your financial advisor to do anything if you don't know what you want to do? And uh, we were talking uh, at some time earlier about abundance and scarcity, and uh, I think Casey is trying to get a break in here. So let's do that, and then we're going to come back and talk about these things. You're listening to Changing the Rules with Casey Dempster and Ray Lowe, the luckiest guy in the world. We will be right back with more exciting information. All right, so we're back to scarcity and abundance. You know, when when all these things that you talked about are the base, they're, they're the tools of the financial advisor, and they have to be put in the right place. And uh, in reading your book, and I think I was one of the first people to read it, it you do that. You do it very well. But the biggest thing I got out of it is if you don't know where you're going, how the heck are you ever going to get there? Okay? Right. right. And that's where this question that you asked, you know, if we're sitting here three years from today, uh, what's got to happen to make you feel good about your situation? It's a, that's an unbelievable question. It's powerful. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, so let's talk for a minute about uh, you've had a whole bunch of clients through the years. Okay, you have a process that you just kind of went through. How many of them are really prepared for retirement? And I'm not talking about the money part. Right. Right. So I'll tell you a story about that. Two days ago, I was talking to a friend who may not be my typical client. I usually work with entrepreneurs, business owners, but he's a fraternity brother of mine, a friend, and asked if I would help him out. And we... um, you know, when he was financially ready to retire, mm-hmm. and he'd been, he's worked two jobs as long as I've known him, a day job and a night job, put his kids through school, his wife also worked, you know, really kind of, uh, you know, uh, almost middle America, you know, hardworking guy. 
And I asked him the other night, how's retirement going? He happens to have an injury. For some reason, that happens a lot to people, health issues right after they retire. <laughs> so, And we could talk about that a little bit. But anyway, he said, I hate it so far. I said, what do you mean? He said, all I'm doing is going to doctor's appointments and figuring out where my you know, next thing is coming from. And he's, you know, I would say, a fairly young guy. And he said, I have to figure out what I'm going to do with my time. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't done that in advance. We talked about it. I raised it a lot. But he was, you know, because he had jobs, he had, you know, kind of a scheduled retirement age. And that, that drove him more than when he was ready the way you're talking about, right. mentally and emotionally ready to do it. Right. So I think he'll figure it out. But he's got, you know, it's, it's, he's, it's not a happy place to be figuring it out from. On the other hand... I talk all the time about clients, particularly those that are self, uh, have businesses, because I think about this all the time for myself. You know, what, what am I going to? You know, we were just we were talking about it earlier in in our businesses and the types of businesses we're all in. We socialize with people, we see people, we're out there all the time, and then suddenly you sell the business and all your clients are go, gone or all your relationships are gone. What, you know, how do you socialize then? Mm-hmm. How do you? How do you make connections, to use the friends connection uh, thing, you, you know, your brand? How, how do you, you know, what do you do? How do you do with, and I think people have to think that through. So I'm now probably having those conversations with people every day. Mm-hmm. What does it look like? What are you going to do for fun? What are you going to do to feel productive, which mm-hmm. is another thing? Mm-hmm. Productive is big, yeah. Yeah, because people, it's not just about socializing all the time, figuring out where you're going to dinner and, you know, and the the blue plate special in Florida every night because, <laughs> you know, because I know people like that. And it's like, it gets, for some of them, it gets old real quick. There yeah. are people that enjoy that. And if you're satisfied yeah. with that, that's fine. I don't think it's most of the people that I know or most of the people I deal with. So, And I see people that are getting ready and they buy their place in Florida and they, and they don't, can't pull the trigger to sell the business. And it's because they don't know what they're going to do to stay productive. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's really hard to figure that out, okay? Because one of the problems in life is we work, 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 work. That's our whole life. And then all of a sudden we go into this other place and uh, you have options that you never thought you had before. And when some of us don't have options, if we're not prepared financially to do these kinds of things. But one of the mistakes I see a lot of people making, and I, I probably 60% of the crews I just came back from, are the people that I talk to, tell me that retirement, their time is filled. Mm-hmm. And then you start asking them what they do. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you realize, and I think they realize that there's no substance in there. That you know, um, and I think that's the biggest thing that you have to think about: what's your purpose in life? Why are you here? By the way, can I point something out? We're talking about scarcity and abundance mm-hmm. before. There was a time, you know, if you go back a generation or two, that if you retired, there wasn't really much else you could do. Right. You know, there, you couldn't just kind of go out and you could start another business. But if you'd been doing a business for 30, 40 years, the, that may be what you want to do. There is so much abundance out there today. You can have a podcast. You can mm-hmm. have a blog. You can create money on the Internet. You can you can volunteer in a thousand different organizations that didn't exist 30 right. years ago. Right. There's all kinds of opportunities. So there shouldn't ever be a question of, you know, there's nothing out there for me to do. I don't care what you are and what you did. If you did something productive, it means you have some skills and some talents. There's always something you can do. So that's the good news of this. Yeah. 
the hard part is there's so many things out there. You got to sort it out and figure it out and figure out what it is you really want. Yeah. Which is the hard part. Yeah. You know, there's there's another reason I think that you got to think about this stuff way in advance, uh, and that is, <clears throat> excuse me, the. Um, the options expand. You know, it used to be that people uh, said retirement is time to slow down. Well, you know, I think that's a bunch of junk. I, and when you think about it now, we see people that are in the hundreds and they're still functioning really well. And how do you want to go f- for 35 years and slow down? I mean, right, right. you can't have a blue plate uh, special uh, every day. Yeah, <laughs> so, sooner or later, the house slows down a little bit too much, I think. Yeah, yeah. So so the idea is that if you're going to open up options, and I find this with travel, the more places I go, the more I want to go, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, you need money to do that. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, I've been lucky enough to be in a position where I could do that. And Mark, you were talking a little bit about the opportunity of being able to create money as you go too. And I think this is a really important part of figuring out how to justify what it is you do and who you are. Yeah. I think as advisors with clients that are approaching this time in their lives, it's really a mindset change. And sometimes that's very difficult to get people to do Mm -hmm. because they're looking at their experience from watching their elders you know, what their parents did and, um, and, and whether they know it or not in their subconscious, they already believe they have a track of what, what's supposed to happen. So I think that as advisors, you have to kind of expand their consciousness and say, look, you know, don't think a bit about it as slowing down, thinking about, think about it as changing, you know, maybe you will continue to generate income for a while, um, but it doesn't mean that you're working. Maybe you're going to, as as Mark said, uh, start a podcast or a blog where maybe you can generate some revenue from th- from that. Maybe get a part time job. We had a client who had worked in corporations all his life, and um, when he retired, he took a job as a bank teller because he loved people and right. he loved talking to these little old ladies that would come up and put their little social security check in. And, and for him, it was the social aspect, but also he was a golfer and it was his way of, of continuing to generate his greens fees and things like that. So, right. you know, you just have to change, help them change their mental approach to things. Right. Well, and I think Mark, he's like, he says he's a, he's a coach. You have to be a little bit more creative. Mm-hmm. You said yeah. you need a lot of money to travel, but you said there's a lot of volunteer opportunities. Mm-hmm. What about being a chaperone on a, on some kind of a trip where, right. you know, your, your, your cost will be a lot less, right. but you're helping because the, the whole pool of volunteers is going down. Yeah. Well, for uh, golfers, you're talking about golfers that many people, uh, take a low-paying job at a golf course right. because right. they socialize, they get to talk to golfers all day long, mm-hmm. and they get discounted rates to play and sometimes free rounds and all that. So there's all different ways to do that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I see that all the time on golf courses. Yeah. What I don't want to do is, you know, I belong to a I belong to a country club because I like to play golf. I prefer to think of it as golf club, what it is these days. But um, you know, I do have a lot of these conversations and everyone kind of talks about the end, you know, it's like an end point when you stop. Yeah. Working. Yeah. <laughs> and I know one recently who just recently <laughs> sold his business and he's very ill now. I mean, I see that happen so often mm-hmm. and he, you know, he, play, he was playing golf every day. So he said he was busy, 
but that's four hours. And then what do you do the rest of the time? What do you, where, when you've been putting, you've had all this attention on something productive for all these years, where do you put that now? Right. And again, I see many right. people not and, doing and that. Maybe one of the things, again, if we're, we're having these conversations with people before they get to the point, right. because clearly planning is what we <coughs> propose here. Um, you know, I think I was not a business owner. I was an employee. Um, and I, that gave me the opportunity to really, for a long time, I was nurturing my personal relationships. So when I left the financial planning firm, I didn't lose contacts with my friends because my friends were outside of that. So, you know, maybe it's something worth pointing out to people is like, you know, who are you, who are your friends? Who do you hang out with? Uh, who do you socialize with? And, and if it are, if they are all work related things, you know, suggest you might want to either start to cultivate other relationships or find a way to continue those relationships like Ray did. It took him a little, it took him about a year to recognize what was happening. Or or meet new people at the Friends Connection. Yeah. (laughs) So so I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but we're going to talk about attitudes about money and I call them Mm money-tudes. And I wanted to bring that up because I was looking through some of the ones that we're going to discuss. And um, think about this one for a second, Winston Churchill we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give, right? So, you know, is it a yeah. living? Is it about the money or is it about the life? Right. And I think we're all talking about the fact that it's the life mm-hmm. and you can continue to, you know, to make a life and that you can also, you can often monetize that. And <laughs> what you guys are doing is a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm, what I'm doing and what I'm going to continue to do, I believe in some form or another is, is, is also a monetization of that process. But the idea is that what's your life going to look like? That's what, you know, Yeah. you've heard the expression, nobody died thinking they spent more time at the office. So it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you want to spend your time doing? That's meaningful to you. Right. Sometimes that's business related or money related. Sometimes it's volunteering and other mm-hmm. things. So how do you get that out of your clients? Um, so I have a whole fact finder, you know, physical therapy fact finder that we use that um, is available, I think, online now at my website if you request it, um, which is markjbernstein.com. But um, the, the you know, it, it's questions that go deeper. It's like, you know, so and it depends where you are in that pyramid. You know, so if you're in the stage where you're still trying to create income, we have to talk about well, what does that look like? How much do you need? What are you going to do with your time and kind of figure out what you're going to spend doing? We stimulate questions like that. If you're higher up, and I sometimes think of this as like it's kind of like Maslow's like variation of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the, the financial needs. But if you're to the point of you're thinking about legacy, you know, and you're talking to grandparents, because I know, Ray, you talked to a lot of grandparents in your travels, and I talked to a lot of grandparents you know, generally there's something in there about their grandchildren mm-hmm. you know, it's always about the grandchildren. And it's like, so I know somebody who's done extremely well and he loves to talk about how he's partnered with some of his grandchildren in various businesses and how he's gotten them off the ground and how he's helped them to be productive. He's also involved in a lot of different philanthropic things. So a lot of times the conversation turns to philanthropy. Um, so, and so we ask questions like, are you philanthropic? What do you care about today? What do you think you'll care about in the future? What do I'm talking, I'm just working with a client right now who's sketchy about his legacy because he's got kids like I do who are in their twenties who aren't yet married and, 
and he's he's not thinking about grandchildren. So I try to put him in the future. Do you think yeah. you'll have grandchildren at some point? If so, how do you, you know, everybody tells me, and I'll say things like this, that grandchildren are the best because they only make you happy when they're there and then they go home. Not like your kids. Yeah, right. <laughs> so they say, I like them a lot better than my kids. So, so the, it makes them laugh, makes them happy. And, you know, and that's one of the things I try to do, make it light and think about what, what, what can your life look like down the road if you're not there mm -hmm. yet? Mm -hmm. And then what do you think you'll care about? You know, sometimes mm -hmm. you do have to project into the future. Right. But other times they're there already and right. it's the, they'll tell you right up front what they care about. Right. So. You know, one of the things that uh, I've seen books out on this about uh, what's your number for how much money do you need to have? So uh, how does that work and or does it work? So, uh, you know, I read that book, The Number, and there was one famous one called The Number, and it made a lot of sense. A client gave it to me, and I read it. But the number changes, and that right. certainly has with that client and with a lot of the people that I've talked to about it. I, I think, you know, everything is in movement. I love your theme song, Ch Ch Changes, by the way, because it's, you know, it's, I, I, I'm also a rock and roller on the side. Some of you <laughs> He's in a band. But David Bowie. But, you know, great, great song and great thought because, you know, life is fluid. It doesn't stay the same all the time. Right. And I, don't, I can't think of anybody where things haven't changed over time. Mm -hmm. So it's good to have, you know, it's good to think about the number. It's good to think about... People will tell me, I'll say, what do you think you need to live on? They'll say, $3 million. Uh, like, that wasn't my question, because it's we don't know what that $3 million, if that's the number, is going to mean down the road. The, you know, the question is, what does your life look like? How much do you think you'll need to live on? And where does that come from? Because more and more, that's going to come from a combination by ongoing income and assets and a variety, you know, it might be a variety of different things. It might be, you know, people that want to stay in their house and they're renting to their children or they're taking in, you know, borders. You know, everybody's, you know, view of what their life looks like is changing because the world is changing so rapidly. Yeah. So I don't think it's, and I think you're, you've already said this, it's not really about as much the number as what is the life behind that look like to generate the income you need to have the life that you want. Yeah. You yeah. have to start with the life. And I, I think half the time people think they have their number and they don't. Correct. I agree. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. It's a circular thing. You know. All right. Break time. Okay. Changing the rules will be right back. Stay tuned for information about the Travel Connection, a unique way to see the world with unique people in your world. Very good at what you do. You're like a professional. Thank you. Okay, we're back on? Yes. Okay, yes. so uh, that compliment was recorded. Thank you. Feel good. On the air? Nice. <laughs> okay, so that, we're here with Mark Bernstein, uh, a financial advisor and author of the book, The Fiscal Therapy Solution 1.1. Did I get that right? Well, it's 1.0, but 1.1 is coming, so thanks for the oh, plug. Okay, <laughs> good. And, and we're here with Chris Parsons from Parsons PR and Casey Dempster, and uh, the luckiest guy in the world is sitting here somewhere. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this whole concept of, of uh, the future, and I, I hate to use the word retirement because, as Mark was just saying, that uh, retirement may involve future income, mm -hmm. whether that future income comes from investments, whether it comes from continuing to work, uh, doing something new, uh, 
I think one of the things that you have to do is get yourself in a position early in life where you're flexible enough. Uh, I've met too many people that hate their stupid jobs, and yet they stay there, mm-hmm. and they stay there, mm-hmm. and they stay there. Mm-hmm. And then the only option you have is bail out and live off of what you have. Well, Ray, if also if I can say something about that, the you know just the word retirement, I mean— what color do you think of? I think of gray. Right. It doesn't sound exciting, right? Yeah. So in the book, I talk about this. Why not say instead of retire, aspire? Or instead of retire, refire? Yeah. Or rewire. Or rewire. Re-wire right? Yes, right? Exactly. I like that. I'm yeah. 1.1. That may be going in. <laughs> so, right? But, but why, you know, because... You know, my vision, at least in terms of having watched it for a lot of years, is look, my own father, he couldn't leave his business because he that's what he did. That's what mm-hmm. he knew. He played golf. He had a couple hobbies, played cards, like a lot of people as they get older. But it wasn't enough. So mm-hmm. he went into the office every day. And he finally, at 82, stopped going in the office. And he died at 83. Yeah. Um, I, I think he also did it partly because he wasn't, you know, physically feeling as well. Maybe he knew something was coming on, but you just see it happen so often. So I think with, you know, people have a plan, it may look a lot different than that. And, yeah. Uh, I, I the only and I agree with everything that's being said here. Um, and I hate to use the word what, but there there is a caveat. I know some people who absolutely have the most difficult time in the world changing their patterns. And um, I think that the four of us sitting here at the table and maybe even Taylor, who's sitting here quietly, um, are a little bit more flexible in um, when something pops up, an opportunity pops up to be able to jump to it. But there are a lot of people in the world who cannot it is just not part of their fabric to do that. And I think that those are the people that we really want to try to reach out to and talk to because um, it's, it's, it's just not how they think. And I'm thinking of some family members and friends that I have that, uh, you know, one of them retired because it was physically, you know, there's a lot of reasons why, but... Um, was terrified because she didn't know what she was going to do with her time. Now, I knew what she was going to do with her time. (laughs) She was going to clean her house and blah, blah, blah. But the fact of the matter is um, she was terrified. And and I tried to talk about planning in advance. Well, like, think about what is there something else you'd like to do? And um, it's, it's so we really... You have to even be talking to people, if, even if they're not clients. Like, talk to your friends. Talk to people you meet on a trip. And, and we, I think that as, as change proponents, as we may be, it, it's our job to really try to get that word out there. And, and don't let things get in the way, because yeah. we all know we're going to have health issues as we get yep. older. We all do that. So the idea is, how do you minimize that? How do you get around them? How do you deal with them when mm-hmm. you can't get mm-hmm. around them? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the idea, I think Mark's doing a great job with his concept of talking to people about how to plan, because it's the money comes last. Right. It really right. comes right. last. Right. I've well, had a new thought recently. Go ahead. Oh, oh, no, I was just going to say that it, the breaking down yes. of it is probably good. With the You say so people so hard with change. Mm-hmm. I think in Mark's book and I think in your, you know, 90 day plan, mm-hmm. 
if you break it down in little pieces, it's easier. Because yeah. I, I have difficulty with change. Right. I really do. I have a pattern. And also when you're in control mm-hmm. and you're a little stubborn, it's hard to have someone tell you what you're supposed to do. But if you could break it down in little steps, that makes it a little easier. Right. Well, I, I, have, I have another thought. I'm actually working with a coach who has a company called Being in the Present. And... So I've been working on that. I mentioned this in the earlier podcast briefly, but um, she's an advocate of not really having so much of a plan. Right. And and I'm not saying I think in our prof- in my profession and you know I, I think it's help- I th- I'm a big advocate of planning and I've always been a planner. However, I changed my attitude this year a bit about not necessarily having a plan even for every day. And just jumping into things, going to organizations, mixing with people, and seeing what will come out. I, I've gone to a couple charity things, saying, you know, because a lot of times, ah, another charity thing i got to go to. <laughs> and I went and I said, you know what, I'm going to meet interesting people, and I'm going to jump in. And magical things happen, mm-hmm. things that you don't expect to happen. Yes. Yep. And that's, so I'm now working on that kind of attitude and presence to live out the rest of my life because, you know, if you don't have a plan, that's okay too. But if you say, hey, here's some places I'm going to go where I'm going to interface with people and see what comes out of that, that's a good plan too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that hit the nail on the head. That is a plan. Right. right. And and the whole idea is to learn to love life and to get out there and to explore. Right. Uh, you know, there was a book out a long time ago, The Celestine Prophecy, which oh. I don't necessarily <laughs> recommend you read. But the that. gist of it is oh, you, meet, it. You, meet, you meet people for reasons and yeah. you have an option to explore what's there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I frankly think this is one of the greatest things that retirement, the gray word, right, <laughs> offers. Yeah. Is it gives you some time and some opportunity to explore these things that are out there and then pursue what you want to pursue that makes things interesting. Mm-hmm. So, Mark, I think that's the winner right there. And and another word I like to use is be engaged mm-hmm. and be engaging. Mm-hmm. That the, got me into trouble. I got married after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not advocating you get engaged in that way. <laughs> but be engaged with whoever you're with, be engaged, be engaging. And the best way to be engaging is to be interested in other people. Right. And that's what you do here. You know, you talk to people and and that's what I do every day. And the more interested you are in other people, the more you're engaged and you're engaging because people love to talk about themselves. Yes. I'd like a good listener. Yeah. 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 So, um, so we're getting near the end of our time, unfortunately, and we'll have Mark back at least again, maybe, maybe again, 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 because I want to pursue this. Uh, but we have a couple minutes for money too. So, uh, uh, give us a money to make us laugh. Uh, so you want some funny ones, huh? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, this isn't, Totally funny, but it kind of is. Money isn't the root of all evil. Jealousy is. Think about that. I, one. I think it's true. true. Yeah, I think. So um, a couple comedians, Woody Allen said, money is better than poverty, if only for financial reasons. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds I like love him. this one. Money is not the most important thing in the world. Love is. Fortunately, I love money. That's from J- Jackie Mason. <laughs> That's, great. That's a good one. <laughs> Yogi Berra in his um, you know, infinite wisdom said a nickel ain't worth a dime anymore, which is, is true on many levels. Yeah, and it never has been. <laughs> right, never was. And right. these are in your book, right? These, yeah. these, these are, are the ones right? in the book. Yeah, do you want some new ones? Uh, yeah, yeah, we got time. Right. I, I want an autographed version of your book in case you get bigger than Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, he already well, is. Tom Hanks is just... Physically bigger on the yeah, page. Yeah, physically yeah. On, on the 
Well, you guys the keep talking for a minute yeah. because yeah. I've got to locate these again. Uh, all right. In my phone. But so, uh, so anyway, we're, we're here with Mark Bernstein today, and we've had a chance to kind of explore his book, uh, Physical Therapy Solution 1.0, 1.1 coming soon. Mm-hmm. And Mark is a financial advisor that I've known for many, many years. And I think he thinks above and beyond. And, and uh, the message I think he's leaving us today is it's not so much about the financial tools. It's what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what you have to plan out. And one of the other things I got out of this conversation today is that sometimes you just got to step off the cliff and get out there mm-hmm. and find out what's there. Right. So attending and, organizations and yeah. learning and meeting people is a good thing. Yeah. And I was going to say, you know, so many people, you know, through my life, I've heard people say, oh, he's he's got all the luck in the world. They're so lucky. This luck, this luck, that. And the fact of the matter is, um, I think that luck, and I've read this, is a combination of preparation and opportunity. And, and so this being in the present and being spontaneous is, is part of that. Like, like Mark said, you go to an event, you don't know what you're going to find there. You don't know who you're going to talk to. But be engaged when you're there. But it could be the best thing that happened to you. So, so when something pops up and somebody calls you and says, do you want to go to a pop-up reception. <laughs> hmm, who asked you that? Uh, <laughs> um, you know, go because you don't know you what don't could know come who you're from gonna it. Yes. And, and uh, you know, as I think about that, because I have gone to events where there are retired people there and they said, well, I used to do all that stuff, but I don't do that anymore. Well, you're here, but they're sort of standing on their wallflowers. You know, they, yeah. they've, they've stopped understanding Engaging. how to be engaged. They've lost their mission, too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. All right. that's my vision of what I don't want to be. A couple more money, too? Yeah, real quick. Okay, Bo Derek. Whoever said money can't buy happiness simply didn't know where to shop. <laughs> I'm Another down with one, that. Money can't buy happiness, but it sure makes misery easier to live with. That's, that's a good one. That's, that's unknown. One. And this is just in terms of the advice that you get. George Bernard, Bernard Shaw said, if all economists were laid end to end, they would not reach a conclusion. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I, I agree that's with that, that one. I agree and, with that one. And, and thanks, Mark Bernstein, for being with us. We'll post your... It's a pleasure your, to be with you. We're going we're gonna to post your uh, your website on our... Uh, on the podcast. On the podcast so that people can find you. And you've got to come back. Uh, I'd love okay. to. I always love talking with you Cool. Yeah. Right. Pleasure. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Changing the Rules, a podcast designed to help you live your life the way you want and give you what you need to make it happen. Join us in two weeks for our next exciting topic on Changing the Rules with Casey Dempster and Ray Lowe, the luckiest guy in the world.